0: All right, I'm Bush, and today we are joined by a singer, songwriter, who is capturing some powerful emotion. She's bringing it out in an incredible voice, and we are here to discuss it here today with one Tamara Grace. Tamara, how's it going today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: having myself a wonderful day even better now that i get to talk to you about your music here i'm very excited are you ready to jump on in
1: let's do it
0: okay okay so of course before we get to the new for those who are listening tamara just released a new single we're gonna get to it here right away but before we get to that i want to lay a little bit of a foundation down so you actually released your first single, your debut single, Teddy Bear, at the age of 17, back in 2018. But there was a little bit of time between 2018 and 2021 when you released your sophomore single. So after sort of taking that really big step of finally putting yourself into the world, what was the decision to sort of take a step back for a bit before coming back again?
1: Oh, so good question. The first time that I really thought that I needed a break was, well, basically it was my mental health, which was the first big step because I have actually um, anxiety and depression, which had a lot of waves in the couple of years. But during that time in 2019, I would say was a time that I really decided to take a break because of it. And also I was going in school, which is also a big issue. So it was so much to juggle. And yeah, I took a break, but I didn't necessarily um, take a break fully for music. I did perform in a lot of events, you know, maybe twice, three times a month. But yeah, I decided to come back a little later on. But yeah.
0: Okay. So you were still songwriting. you were still getting up on stage, but it was just sort of the process that goes into releasing music. It's a little more time consuming than some people realize. So. Like you mentioned, taking time to focus on school and otherwise, which is very important.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So once you sort of came up, your studies finished and everything else, what exactly was that moment that made you sort of realize that you wanted to put out a second single, that you wanted to get yourself back into the game?
1: So basically, COVID had a really big role to play in that, actually, because given that I was in school and I had my mental health to take care of, I didn't have much time to do music. But when COVID came along, I remember just like everyone else, I was just panicking. I did not know what was going to happen, didn't know what to do with everything. So, you know, given a month in of COVID, I decided, you know, I needed something to do. I needed something to distract myself. And that's when music kind of slowly started to come back to me. I started to have a lot of ideas coming in. Um, a lot of, uh, I played a lot of piano, which was something that I kind of laid back a couple of years back. But yeah, it slowly came back and it got stronger than ever, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: So the world slowed down and it gave you a little bit more of an opportunity to get back into the uh, process then.
1: Yeah, it gave me a lot of inspiration, definitely.
0: Okay, hey, fantastic. I like to hear that. Of course, it was a moment that a lot of us did have to go through, like you mentioned, where there was a lot of um unknowing, a lot of wondering what was next. We were all sort of figuring out things as we went. So, definitely a lot to uh capture inside of that time. So, in those 3 years between song 1 Teddy Bear and song 2 Sad Boys, which ended up coming out in March 12th, what would you say How would you say that your songwriting process maybe grew, maybe changed?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Well, actually, those two songs were connected, actually. So I wrote the two songs at the same time. Um, Sad Boys was actually the first part, and Teddy Bear was actually the second part, which is kind of weird to release the second part first and then the first part second. But it was actually my parents' decision to kind of go with teddy bear first because given what they preferred, honestly, by ear. But yeah, so they weren't too different, actually. It was part of a whole entire story of a girl who got taken advantage of by boys and just wanting to have revenge. (laughs) Yeah that's basically it. (laughs) I
0: mean, uh, as a boy, I can understand that some of us maybe exactly aren't the nicest, maybe don't exactly do the uh, greatest thing. Maybe some of us do deserve a little bit of revenge. So I can understand that sentiment. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen, I was a teenager. I was really going through my feelings.
0: (laughs) Hey, it's uh, I'm sure as you'll learn, there is a lot of people who are still going through their feelings as adults, too. So it's a It's a life journey, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so those songs were connected then. So to have that time in between, what was it like to finally release uh, that first half, I guess we would say, and sort of get back out there into the world? How would you say uh, the difference between releasing song one and song two? Was there sort of a little bit of a different energy where you may a little less nervous? How did that come about? How did that go?
1: Oh, so the first song, I was really, really, really nervous because, you know, given it's your first song, you have no idea how people are going to react to it, given it's something part of you. It's like your mind, your soul, your heart is being put into these songs. So yeah, I was definitely terrified for the first song. But then given it was my second song a couple of years later, I still felt the same because given it was about two, three years later on, I didn't release anything since then. So it was still like as if it was my first song. Definitely. So, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And then sort of always wondering, too, the time in between. Do my listeners from before, do they still know who I am? All of those other questions, right?
1: Exactly. That was a lot of that was going through my mind.
0: Okay. So once the song finally does get out there, though... What was the reception like? Or did you finally sort of get that ease of mind of like, oh okay, so you know what? I I can still do this. I am still a good songwriter all right. Like, how did that feel? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the first one actually I was it was terrifying, but I remember this was during my high school years and I didn't really have any group that I really specifically went to, but I remember um when I first released that song, a lot of people that I didn't know from their first year, their senior year, would come straight up to me and say, you know, I love the song. You know, people I didn't know. So I was super surprised that a lot of people loved the song. And then the second one, it was similar, but a little bit more different because COVID. So everything was online. But there were a lot of people that I didn't expect that would listen to it. Even some guys that, you know, I thought listen to rap would say, I love the track, even though it sounds like Disney, I really did love the track. So yeah, it was really different, but yeah.
0: Okay. And anyone who has listened to the tracks can definitely uh, feel the sort of style being the same and with them being connected, that kind of makes a little more sense now. I understand that. And then (laughs) with our latest taste, our latest hearing of one Tamara Grace, that style gets changed up a little bit here on your latest single, the new one, Bad Girls. So was that sort of a conscious effort to sort of take a different approach or how did that change in style sort of come about?
1: You know what? Actually, the song initially, the way that it was written, it was actually Because, you know, when I usually write my music, I'm really more into writing slow, depressing ballad songs. I don't know what it is about me, but I listen to everything. But when it comes to writing my original music, that's really what I always go for. So yeah, the song at first was sad and it was on the piano. It was really just slow. But for some reason, when I went back to it months later, I was just not satisfied with it. So I told myself, you know, I can go on my keyboard piano, look at all the other instruments, see if something else would pop up that would kind of match it. And then suddenly there was just this guitar that sounded like, you know, anytime I would listen to it, it just made me visualize the wild, wild west. Like it would be like, so then when I first heard that, I was just like, wait a minute can I like try this with this song? So I did try it and it was just a match made from heaven. Like I can't even explain it. It was just so amazing. So then, you know, the lyrics had to be changed because, you know, it was really sad. So I just kind of made it more into an angry song, kind of switched it up. And it was, it was literally a match made from heaven, literally, like I said before. And so I was you know, anxious to kind of show it to my parents because, you know, given that I always show them sad songs, what would they think if I were to show them this really upbeat kind of sassy song? And my parents are my first critics. They will always, always will be. So I remember calling my dad, coming to my bedroom. I said, come here. Put him on the side of my room, went on the keyboard, started playing it. And Given my room, I couldn't see his initial reaction because I was back turned from him. So when I was done with the song, I turned my head and looked straight toward him, and his jaw was on the floor. I remember laughing so hard. I was like, "What is it? Good? Is it bad? You know, tell me." And he's, if I were to like compare his critic kind of views, he's kind of like a Simon Cowell kind of guy. He's pretty hard. So he, I was terrified, and he said can you play that one more time? So then I did. And then looked at him again. And then he was smiling and he said, okay, you need to get your mom down here now, right now. So then called her down. They made me play it three more times. And then they stood up and said, okay, listen, we need to bring this in the studio because this is not like what you've done before. This is probably like the best thing you've ever written. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So then it went from there, really.
0: <laughs> wow. So you're sitting there and let the first reaction, you're not really sure what to tell from your dad. You're, oh, God. Oh, oh.
1: I was stressed.
0: He wants to hear it again. OK, so that's not it's not that it was so bad that he didn't want to hear it again. And then just actually, boom, the wheel starts growing. And then, of course, your parents, like you mentioned, your first audience, probably also your biggest supporter. So right away, they're like, we need to get this in here. We need to <laughs> capture this energy. And that's, of course, exactly what you do. So, who exactly helped you to bring this song to life?
1: So, um, this is the person that helped me write, uh, helped me do this song actually was my longtime collaborator, Michael Benjoir from QDS. He's actually the one who produced Sad Boys and Teddy Bear as well. So, yeah.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. So somebody that you have a, a good working relationship with who knows the energies that you're trying to capture there.
1: Mm-hmm. And especially since he's been working with me since I was 15. So he is also like a parent. He knows what I write. He knows that I write sad songs. So I remember when I brought this to him, he was just shocked. He was like, are you sure you're the one that wrote this? Because this is unlike you. I was like, yes, yes, it is. And <laughs> And then he said, that's interesting. And it was a journey. It really was a journey because we all jumped into something that we weren't too familiar with.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And of course, we mentioned how the first audience sort of reacted to the change in energy, the change in tone. So what exactly was that energy that you were trying to capture inside of Bad Girls here?
1: Yeah. So basically what I wanted the song to portray was kind of similar to the first two songs. So basically being taken advantage of, um, uh, not being taken seriously, wanting to be loved for who you are on the inside for who, rather than who you are on the outside. And just kind of having all these emotions inside of you, sadness, anger, and just kind of raging, kind of having all these emotions out there. And Yeah. So I really wanted to have not only just a dance song, but kind of something that you can scream to your car and your car with, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. something that you can groove along to if you want to. But at the same time, it has that (laughs) meaning that somebody can take from it, because, as you mentioned, that energy of wanting to be just not known for who you are, but accepted For who you are, because sometimes we get that feeling that maybe we live in a superficial world and maybe some people are just only presenting their best selves to them. And sometimes we get the feeling that maybe some people don't actually try and know who exactly we are. So, definitely a very powerful emotion.
1: Definitely. Thank you.
0: Awesome. And definitely a very powerful song as well. So, of course, we mentioned how the first. Listeners reacted to everything. Of course, the song has been out for almost two weeks now. So, what has the initial reaction been from the fan base to this change up here?
1: So, well, I would say that they were as shocked as we were, honestly. They were like, wait, you went from something very, you know, more so Disney like at first to this. It was super funny because a lot of my friends texted me and said, Tamara, what is this? And I thought, you know, I was shocked. I was like, wait, is it bad? They're like, no, 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 no. It's amazing. What is this? Like, how did you come about with it? And I said, well, magic, you know, just, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> just like on <I'm> most so. <laughs> it's definitely. that Disney
0: magic. I still have it. I just, you know, repurposed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's still there, but, you know, I just wanted to try something new. But yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I love it, and I've been loving this uh, new song, so of course, I have to ask though um there is always the future, and I know that you are coming off of this new single recently, but what does the uh rest of twenty twenty one maybe the beginning of twenty twenty two hold for one Tamara Grace?
1: ooh, so. You know, 2021, I'm just going to relax with this song, keep it into the way it sounds, the way it is. But in 2022, I really do have a lot of plans. I've been working on the studio on and off since September. And I have a lot of material that we've been recording. And I'm super excited to be releasing those next year. Um, I've been actually working with some people that I am honored to be working with. So just given that fact, I'm just like, it warms my heart. And also, I do hope that next year I can do gigging because, you know, last year and this year wasn't really too much of a possibility. But I hope that next year things can start going around. You know, my priorities for everyone's safety, ours and everybody else's. And yeah, so, and also, um, Sad Boys and Teddy Bear are not only the two songs that are connected, there's actually one more that is connected, which is the part three. So that will be released next year as well. And hopefully some collaborations. There have been some exchanges. So I hope that that can be something that we can do next year.
0: Oh, my goodness. The future holds many beautiful possibilities. <laughs> I love yeah. to hear that. And I also love to hear the uh, taking things potentially to the live stage again. So that excitement to play these new songs in front of a uh, crowd must be pretty, uh, pretty up there, pretty big.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I haven't been live in front of a crowd in years. So just to be able to perform in front of people face to face, I'm just so excited.
0: Awesome. And hopefully one day I can make my way inside of one of those crowds. But of course, being on the West Coast, maybe it might take me a little while, but we'll (laughs) see. Either way, the fans, I'm sure that they're going to be coming out. They're going to be jamming out to these songs as well. And I have had a blast Chatting so far, Tamara, I have one last question, though. Are you ready for it?
1: Let's do it.
0: Okay. So we have talked about growing back into this musical journey, getting back into it, releasing music once again, sort of changing up your style a bit too, sort of growing into a new you almost. So what I would love to know is how has this time, this process, this creative energy, how has it exactly helped you to grow as a person? Or what has it taught you about yourself?
1: Oh, so definitely, since everything has happened, I would definitely say that I learned a lot about myself. Um, I growing up, I didn't really have a lot of thought about self-love, self-confidence, self-worth. It wasn't really something I knew of. And so during this time, I really did have a lot of time to get to know myself as a human being and just to be coming out of this with self-confidence, self-love, and Mm self-worth.
0: Yes, it's a a very important lesson. And like you mentioned, sometimes some of us maybe don't have that to begin with, maybe don't Mm -hmm. learn it right away. And even we can be inside of a good environment, a good home, have good family who maybe they see the value inside of us, but maybe we ourselves don't exactly uh, see that. So a very important lesson to uh, have indeed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, Tamara, I want to thank you so very much for joining me here today on the Desert Tiger Podcast.
1: Thank you. Super glad to be here.
0: Oh, Ambush. Thank you for tuning on into this interview here today on the DTV with our guest, Tamara Grace. You can go ahead and find Tamara's a brand new single, Bad Girls, as well as the other two tracks we talked about here today with Sad Boys and Teddy Bear over on your favorite music streaming service. You can also go ahead and follow Tamara on that favorite streaming service on your favorite social medias to stay up to date with new music, with all the exciting things that's going to be going on in the future. Coming your way from Tamara Grace, who we have to give one a final roaring DTP. Thank you too for joining us here today on this show. And we have to thank the incredible Carrie from Bad Parade for setting this interview up as well. We need to thank German from ypeditor.com for making everything sound so good. Last but not least, we need to thank you, The Ambush, one final time for tuning on in. If you have yet to join up with the ambush, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that you go. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you. To go out and find your roar, and then let it out into the world and then to tell the people that you care about that you love them as well and until next time ambush bye bye
1: the desert tiger podcast